The other thing we were trying to say, well, well you know, what does it make you think of? And interesting, the name Chapel, people, lots of people responded saying it sounds small and restrictive and exclusive. So okay. the, the arty hipsters, they were like, well, that sounds cool. But that, that is not the majority of people okay. that our church family connect with. Uh, welcome to Independence, the FIEC podcast. And we're on the road this week. We're actually in Norwich. Thank you. This is Andy Roos, who's the pastor of Surrey Chapel, yes. which is not in Surrey. No. We're in Norwich. We'll come to that in a moment. Um, thank you very much for having us. Just tell us a little bit, Andy, about yourself and the church. Yeah, yeah. So I'm married to Grace. got three little girls, 10-year-old and 8-year-old. Three girls. We could have a podcast about raising girls, you and I. Uh, <laughs> I need our, some our coaching. is 18. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So um, we've got 28 and 26, 25 and 18. Yeah. So uh, we've got a few tips for you, oh, which well, is basically despair is all that is ahead <laughs> anyway sorry you've got three no girls. no that's fine i'm planning to build a shed i think in my teenage year they're teenage. Yeah. i'm gonna spend a lot of time there yeah shed is a good good investment yeah yeah, yeah absolutely <laughs> and tell us about the church yeah so i've been the pastor here at sorry chapel for three years started sort of seven months before the pandemic hit and so it's been quite an intriguing time to be the first time as the senior pastor in a church sure and actually over pandemic you've done a bit of work because i can right. see you know around us we're sitting in the main auditorium yeah it's been spruced up yeah no pictures of the outside no okay yeah. less said about the outside the yeah. better but you've yeah. made the place look smart and uh, yeah. tell, tell us what was the thinking behind that well just um in the first lockdown we just thought we're not going to get an opportunity as good as this again to transform the inside to be fair we had not touched the inside of the church for a very long time it looked like a 1970s best western hotel and um for people coming into the church it just didn't say people knew people coming to the church it just wasn't very you warm. know some people listening yeah 1970s best western hotel that might be the height of their architectural right interior decor ambitions right so just tell us what that means what does it mean i, I mean i'm just trying to pick like it looked a little bit like an old people's home that hadn't been touched for a long time okay yeah and now it's smart. You've got a new carpet, painted new the walls, carpet, exactly. electronics in. Yes. Yeah. yeah, all of that. We've made it just a clean, welcoming space. Downstairs, we've put a bunch of sofas. So we wanted to make it more relational place. We wanted to open up rooms so they could be used for ministry, Bible ministry. We wanted it to be a place that non-Christians would come in and not be put off by the decor. Think, oh, actually, this is a nice place to be. Okay. So uh, this is almost a different podcast, but but I think actually I've not been here before, right? Because I've seen some pictures, yeah. Um, so so I think actually what you've done with essentially a limited space, yes. Um, you've actually spent some money and really made it feel welcoming and a bit brighter, vibrant. Right. We're here on a very hot day, which is why we're sitting here in shorts. Yes, you've put air conditioning in, yeah, and just things that will make people feel comfortable and welcome. So I, I think there's that's another podcast. Right. We'll come back to it another time because actually making people feel welcome at church, mm. feeling at ease, feeling mm. comfortable. That's really important, isn't it? Oh, it's a huge thing. You just think uh, for someone to walk across the threshold is a big thing, right? That's a big thing, um, particularly if they're not used to coming into a building like this because they're just thinking, what am I going to expect? What's it going to be like? And to come into a place- Especially and, if they've seen the outside. Well, exactly. And actually, if you get to see the outside of Surrey Chapel, it is pretty special. We're going to try and spruce that up. But coming in, being able to go, oh, right, this is normal. This is actually not just normal, it's actually quite a nice place to be. And it's interesting, upstairs, since we've spruced up this space, it was never used apart from Sundays. Now we clear out the chairs. So it's used for midweek youth, it's used for mum and, you know, the sort of smarties 
the toddler group, parent and toddler group. And it just all, I think it all helps with the, the sure. great goal of yeah. people hearing about Christ. Yeah. And which, of course, is the thing, isn't it? We, we mustn't get so obsessed with buildings that we forget right. there's an ultimate aim, yes. which is to share Christ with people. Right. We want people to respond, don't we, in faith right. and, and be baptised. Now, um, uh, we're here actually not to talk about a church building, but church name. So right. this is quite, it seem, might seem like a quite niche podcast, but it's quite an interesting story. So Surrey Chapel, actually one of the original members of FIC, you knew that, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So November 1922, there were, I think, seven churches and yeah. 10 mission halls. Yeah. Of the seven churches, three are still in the FIC mm-hmm. and still exist. Yeah. And Surrey Chapel is one of them. Yeah. So um, you've been in the FIC for all of its 100 years. It's our 100-year wow. anniversary. So congratulations. Hey, look, Happy I'll birthday take that. And, and all of that. Um, but the, it begs the question, why on earth is Surrey Chapel called Surrey Chapel, given that we're in Norwich? Right. I know. And that, I mean, that is the, that is the big question. When I was looking at this job and someone said, look at this job, Surrey Chapel, I thought, where is it? I could not believe you it was in it was Norwich. the leafy suburbs. Oh, you, man. You thought you were going to Guildford. Yeah, I thought it was Guildford. That is absolutely right. I couldn't believe it was in Norwich. Um, yeah, so Surrey Chapel is called Surrey Chapel because um, it was historically on Surrey Street, which is... So was, up, it, in a, was it in a different place to Yeah, here? well, it was sort of probably about a 15-minute walk into oh, okay. town. okay, so significantly away from where it is now. Yes. So it's, it's, uh, there's a church in Leicester called Carley, which right. is not in Carley. Right. And, but it's called Carley because that's where the church was originally. Yes. And it was moved by developers and kept the name move from the place, so I guess similar. Yeah, that's similar exactly it. And I think um, they had toyed when they moved here in the 1980s. So they sold the old building and the, and the vicarage, oh, it wasn't, it was the manse, to John Lewis. And there's a lovely car park there now. Um, the but, shop rather than right, uh, a man. Exactly, yeah, okay. it was the shop, it was the shop. And um, so they bought this building, but obviously um, there was so much emotion tied up. I think they did toy with, do we change the name? but they thought there was, there was a significant value in the name back in the 1980s that they didn't want to mess with it. Right, okay. Now, um, it's interesting you talk about church names because actually the church here and the church where I'm an elder have this in common. We've both changed our name. Right. Or you're about to change your name. We'll right. come back to that in a moment. Uh, ours has been quite a subtle change. You're going for a more significant change, which you can tell us about. But I've, I've got here, you might be wondering why I'm... Uh, uh, I've got a bit of paper in my hand if you're watching the video rather than listening online. If you're listening online, um, there you go, a bit of paper. And uh, you might wonder what this bit of paper is. This is a list of all the churches in the FIC, 630 churches Mm. and church plants in the FIC. And I thought I would just do a little exercise, I knew I was coming here yesterday, to see what the most popular names are. Right. Okay, interesting. Great. Um, Now you've seen the answers already, so I'm not going to kind of quiz you on it. Um, But most of the popular names are, it won't surprise people to know, Grace Church, there are 33 Grace Churches right. in the FIC, and they're nearly all new. There are 17 Emmanuels. Wow. There's obviously only one Emmanuel, but there yeah. are 17 Emmanuel churches. There are 17 Christ Churches, which is what our churches. Yeah. Um, so it's quite sort of up there in the top of the pops. 16 Hopes, um, 15 Trinities, hmm. which is divisible by three. There's right. got sort of <laughs> about it. Um, and then the first old name comes up at number 12, Bethel. There are 12 Bethels. Nine cornerstones, six new lives, uh, six Ebenezers. Can, well, I think that. you can never have enough Ebenezers. Uh, five redeemers, and then a few other um, sort of odd bits and bobs. There are no Zor Baptist chapels, but as we've just been walking around the, um, the, the the city, and I saw a Zor Baptist chapel. I once pastored a Zor Baptist chapel. It changed its name, right? And one of the reasons it changed its name is because Zor means little or insignificant. 
which is not a great name for a church. No. Anyway, um, but by far and away, the two biggest yeah. actually are none of those names. Uh, they are either a place and an evangelical church. Right. And um, so just looking down the list here, Alverstoke Evangelical Church, the name of a place, an evangelical church. There are 193 of those. Wow. Though fewer than there used to be. Right. Because I think people are realising that evangelical doesn't quite sort of have this, the sort of same understanding in society. Mm. Mm. There are 51 community churches. Right. So, for example, Abbeyfield Community Church there at the top of my list. Um, so there you go. Um, so you're changing your name. Yes. Tell us, first of all, what to. Yeah. So we are changing it to City Gates Church. North. Hang on. You will be the only City Gates, plural. Yeah. City Gates Church. But why... So City Gates Church Norwich, why, why City Gates? Man. Well, first of all, why not Surrey Chapel? Right. So this, I mean, I, I, this has been a long process. So it's been, because this is, the, the name is dear, particularly to older saints in the church. Sure, it's got a long history. So lots of people who have not even been here yeah. know of Surrey Chapel, right. know some of the things that God has done here in the past. Right, right. That is right. And that, I mean, that is having to weigh all those issues up. The, um, the value of the name as it has meant historically within evangelicalism or, you know, people who've heard of Surrey Chapel because of its significance, some of the ministry here, weighing up that cultural value today, weighing the cultural value within our city. Um, it's been a long process to work out changing the name, two years, trying to bring the church family with us. Um, why, why did we tackle it? It's because I think the thing we found is that Surrey Chapel doesn't mean anything to people in our city. And when you hear the name Surrey Chapel, there are two elements to that name. Surrey obviously is not as we were bantering earlier. It is it is So it's not even it's not even the street it's on at the moment. No, no, I mean we're on Botoff Street at the moment. We don't want to be called Botoff Building. So okay. we just like we weren't going to go there. Okay. So um so there's not even that connection. No, there's not a geographical connection and even the sort of uh, we, we, we actually, we, we got our church family to ask their friends, had they, actually we got gone to ask, ask their friends two questions. Had they heard of Surrey Chapel? And what does the name make them think of? Okay, it's good. That's the really, that's a great idea. So it wasn't just kind of, we're going to do this. No. Getting people involved. Because presumably for a lot of the congregation, that's where the real heart yes. connection to the name was. Yes. So yeah. what were the responses to those two questions? Well, that was, it was, it was a brilliant question to get people to ask because actually they found, we found there was the only people who had heard of Surrey Chapel were people who their friends had actually told, I go to this church, Surrey Chapel. Okay. But then probably uh, like a third, two, like probably about two thirds of people, well, a third of people said, why do you go to church in Surrey? <laughs> okay. That is a long commute. It is a long commute. I mean, that is, you know, that is not live, believing in the local congregation, is it? So they said um, they, they'd not heard of Surrey so Chapel. a third of people said, yeah, assume they, that you went to church in Surrey. Right, okay. yeah. And, and so that, that was one thing that just came up. But basically, people had not heard of us. You know, we were not visibly present. We weren't going to lose some capital within... Right. Norwich okay. by changing our name. So even people who are walking past the door don't necessarily register. This is Surrey Chapel. No, no, not at all. And it's and actually it is because our outside of a building is a little bit invisible, yeah. and so we need to spruce it up. So that we, we, we like that we weren't going to lose anything there. And I guess the other thing we were trying to say, well, well, you know, what does it make you think of? And interesting, the name Chapel, people, lots of people responded saying it sounds small and restrictive and exclusive. So okay. the, the arty hipsters 
they were like, well, that sounds cool. But that, that is not the majority of people okay. that our church family connect with. Um, so the name chapel was a little bit confused to them. So we wanted to get the name church. And, you know, that, if you like, that opened the door for people to say, people within the church say, okay, our name, if we change the name within our city, at least, we're not really going to lose anything in terms of capital that we've built up over years of reputation. But you've chosen a name which is more than just a place. So tell, tell us first of all about the why city gates. What, right. What's the connection yeah. there? Yeah, so there's, so there so is- City gate, people might think, oh yeah, city gate. Yeah. By the gate of the city, but your city gates. Yeah, yeah. So immediately- Plural. Getting yeah. me thinking, oh, hang on, what's going on there? Yeah, that's interesting. So the city, the plurality is the fact that we are quite close to two historic city gates. Okay. So that, you know, there's a, the, you know- Have they got names? Uh, I, they have, but I don't oh, know. They're not on the tip of my fingers. I you, to... you failed, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, okay. oh, that's right. There are twelve. Yeah. Uh, there were historically twelve city gates, right, so okay. you could read into that. But we are we're quite close to two. And that... So just on that, um, yeah. So forgive me for interrupting. Go on. Um, it, uh, we just we've walked around the city. Yeah. It strikes me as a place where history actually of that kind is pretty important. Yes, it is. You showed me the castle. Yeah. Old churches. I, yeah. I drove in along the wall. Yes, you're right. So actually, is there a sense in which? You know the the gates, the whole kind of history of of, of Norwich and its kind of having walls and, yes. and a castle. That's quite important to people. Yeah, I think it is. Okay. So, we, we, so we've, we've we've tried to go something which is a historic connection with Norwich. Right. That is a historic connection with Norwich. Now, obviously, there's lots biblically we can riff off in terms of city gates. You know what was hap- what happened in the Old Testament is where announcement of great victory occurred. It's um, the place where people went to discuss the issues of the day. I mean, there's there is there's in terms of that metaphor, there's a lot we can do. The use. elders could meet by the front door and take their shoes off and, <laughs> and swap them with one another. Right. So, that, I mean, I'm yeah. up for that because some yeah. of them have got quite smart shoes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we could absolutely all of that. But then also in terms of city gates, um, what else are we attracted to that? It's, um, as you say, there's not many churches that have that name. So we've, we've been like, if someone Googles city gates church, we'll be one of the churches that come sure. up. So okay. there's a Google kind of factor to that as well. Um, it was also fairly neutral and unoffensive, you know, so we thought actually it probably will date okay. Um, so we've tried to think about a number of different yeah. aspects. And for a church family that have loved the name Surrey Chapel, um, they've received it very positively. So, you know, the church, it got voted through unanimously, amazingly. Um, so you've got this double thing going on really, yeah. that you've got a missional objective right because you're saying if i'm hearing you right you know actually how we're perceived how we're known yeah how we make ourselves known that's really important that's right. that's not the gospel no but we want people you know faith comes by hearing right so you want people to hear the gospel you want them to come to come to stuff yeah to find us um, to search us out to be right. welcome when they come in in right. a way it's connected all with them I guess the refurbishment of the building. Yes. But at the same time, you've, you've landed on a name which actually is serving people who are in the church because right. there's a significance to it. Right? Yes. But it's not just a nostalgia name. Right. It's actually saying, you know, there's something about these words that have, have some sort of biblical meaning right. that we can talk to people about. And actually, that's, that's very similar to what we've done. So let me tell you about our change. Go on. Um, which may seem very, very minor, but actually I think it's quite significant for us. So we were Christchurch Market Harborough. Hmm. And um, uh, it radically, uh, we've changed our name to Christchurch Harbour. Okay. Okay. Which such a significant change that we didn't bother changing it with the charity commission. We just, we, you can, with a charity commission, you can change 
to an operating name. So okay. that's our operating name. So the charity is still called Christchurch Market mm. Harbour, but the church is Christchurch Harbour. And you might think, you know, it doesn't seem very brave or ambitious or, or why even have you done it? Um, but interestingly, it was about the same two things. Mm. It's about serving people in the church mm. and about reaching people who are outside the church. Mm. So, so Market Harbour is a market town, about 20, 25,000 people growing significantly. Um, and it's in Harbour District. So mm. Market Harbour is the town. Mm. Harbour District is the district it's in. Mm. And Harbour District is made up of Market Harbour, another smaller town right on the other edge of the district called Lutterworth, and then about 99 villages. Mm. And these villages are all kind of, well, not all of them, but many of them are chocolate box, little sort of villages with Georgian rectories, mm. places that people love to live. Mm. And if you live in one of these villages, you're quite pleased that you don't live in Market Harbour. That's the town, right? <laughs> you might go there for shops. You might go there for the doctors. You might go there for schools. But actually, you're pretty pleased that you live in Foxton or Lovenham or Husbands Bosworth, whatever it, whatever it may be. And about half our church live in the town, half don't. So we realise we've actually got a church name which is basically saying we're about the town. Mm. But half the people in the church don't come from the town. Mm. And the people that we're trying to reach, their neighbours, their friends, are quite pleased they're not in the town. Yeah. So it's kind of all this strange thing going on. You might think it's just, come on, get over it. But actually these things do matter, don't they? Mm. Um, and if we're putting up barriers to people kind of just engaging with us at that first level, that mm. we don't need to, why, mm. why are we doing that? It mm. doesn't make sense. So we've changed it to Christchurch Arbour mm. and said basically, we're not just a church for the town, we're a church for the district. Right. And, and I think that's more welcoming to people who don't live in the town, um, whether they are members of the church, feel a bit more part of it, or whether in fact they are people that we want to try and reach. Right. So it, much less painful for us yes. than it is yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, not obviously a long history, no. but some of the same ideas. Yeah. And I think that's what you've got to think about in church life, isn't it? You've got to think about what's serving the gospel, what's serving believers. Mm. And actually when you think about that, it is, and the name is the first point of contact with your children. Actually, probably the person is. The individual um, will be the first, but for a lot of people, it'll be the name. That's the first thing they come into contact with about your church. Yeah, exactly. So actually, we need to be perhaps sometimes less precious about names, do you think? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, it can be painful, but we need to think carefully about it, and maybe we do. Yeah. So uh, interestingly, before I was at Market Harbour, I um, lived in East London, mm. and went along to East London Tabernacle Baptist Church, mm. ELT Baptist Church, which we all call the Tab. Um, and what was interesting about it is I, I never really liked that name. I didn't like it theologically. Hmm. It had, for some Christians, it had great association, of course, with Spurgeon, which is when it sort of it was started, really. Um, but theologically, I'm thinking I don't really want to call the church a tabernacle. Um, but interestingly, everybody local knew the building right in the centre of Ireland. Everybody in the build, everybody in the locality knew the building. Everybody local called it the Tab. Hmm. And I've been there a few months, really, and my neighbour said to me, oh, you know, where do you go to church? So I'll go to East London, Tabernacle Baptist Church. Said, oh, the Tab. <laughs> we go there for this and that, and we've had this event there and been to that event, been to a funeral there, and, and it's kind of a local landmark. It mm. is the Tab. Mm. And um, th th there's, a, there's a great case there for keeping the name. Yes. Because it's immediately identifiable. Actually, it's probably not serving your biblical theology in quite the way you'd want to do, but it's immediately identifiable, isn't it, as a, as a local place? Mm. Um, and actually, I think that's that's a good case for keeping a name, mm. whereas you've kind of gone the gone the other way, mm. if you like. So, so tell us a bit more about uh, how you 
what sort of steps practically yeah. have you had to think about when you come to changing a church name? So people might be listening to this or they might be watching thinking, okay, I can see that our name isn't quite so helpful. And, and actually there are other words like chapel yeah. that have started to have negative connotations. We could yeah. argue all day about whether evangelical is helpful right. or not. I think some of those old Hebrew words, yeah. um, who knows, um, you know, Ebenezer's and things like that. But, yeah. but um, in terms of practicalities, what kind of stuff have you had to think about? If someone's thinking, oh, maybe we should change our name. Well, it's a t- decision that you're aware that the whole church has to kind of make with you because it's, it's such a significant thing for everyone. It sure. can't just be leadership saying, we're changing the name and it's happening and this is going to be the name. It's a process through which you're going to have to bring people with you. And so before you even mention to the church family about the thinking about changing the name, I would say as an eldership, are you, united, are you united on thinking, actually, this is something we probably do need to move on? So we were... As an eldership, we'd kind of got to the point where... So you could use up a lot of relational capital. Right. By changing something unnecessarily, you don't need to. Right, right. That is helpful. Yeah. So as an eldership, do we want to change the name? And is it it worth the pain for our mission and for serving our people? So that was was the top level. But then secondly, to get the church on board with this, we wanted them to see some of the... the problems with the name. So as I said, we got them to do some research for us. Um, with those questions, go and ask your friends and give us feedback so we can hear, are we changing something that is going to, we're going to lose a lot of capital off the back of, in terms of our influence in the area and our, our nobility in the area. So we got them to do that work and feed in that work. Then we actually got the church family to suggest names. Okay, interesting. So to suggest names into us. Churchy McChurchface. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what happens when you get people to suggest things? That yeah. someone says Boaty McBoatface is going to be there. Yeah. Always. Yeah, I think we had like... What was the, the, what was the outlier? I've got to ask this. Come on. Oh, what, no, what I mean, the, we, um, oh, the, the Living River Church of God. I mean, I think we had some quite special ones that came in. Is there a big river in Norwich? Well, do you know, we're not far from the River Wensum. Yeah, it's not that big though. I've just walked over it. It's, <laughs> it's more like a... More like a canal, really. That's right. It? it is more, but it's quite fun to <laughs> okay, paddleboard yeah, on. Yeah. So um, we did get people to feed in, uh, but then actually... They felt part of the process. Yeah, they were part of the process. Nice. Yeah. But then actually, as a team, then we did bring in some other people within the church fellowship um, to help us sort of land on a name. So we didn't present to the church uh, three names and we're going to vote on them. Because then you get 30%, 30%, 30%. Right, and then right. You, it's just divine, exactly. Yeah. It was just, it just, we could see that as being a recipe for division. Okay. So we really did take people's input. And then we did try out, you know, some of these names on people in the church and say, well, what do you think about this? So we did get some feedback. We didn't do that in a big church members meeting. But then we, you know, kind of landed on one of the names. Now we did, we did get a um, designer in. I was going to ask you about visual identity because yes. at this stage, yeah. what churches often do is they do all the hard work yeah. um, that you've done, and then th- what they do is they fire up word art, yes, and they type in uh, city gates, yeah, and uh, they get a little uh, bit of clip art to go with it, yeah. Um, but you, you've done a bit more than that. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we we actually we we paid for a designer to. Um, you know, he, he was actually really significant in the process as well, because he was like, well, what do you, he, he actually gave us a list of 100 words. And he says, what, you know, out of, out of these 100 words, pick 10 words that sort of best define where you want to be as a church. You know, what do you want, what, what do you want the world to know about you as a church? And then he made us go down to three words. And that 
helped him with the design right, okay. of what we were trying to present. And I think the words, I, 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 do you know what? We will, when's the launch going to be, by the way? Um, so we're, we're launching um, 5th, 6th of November, but we're, we're doing two okay. launches. We're doing a launch for the church family uh, where we will change the name and actually we will change the website and all, and all of that. And so that will be a sense of looking back and we're going to have a day together, I think maybe up in Cromer, ironically. It's because we can't all fit in our building. <laughs> but um, just to say thank you to the Lord for all that he has yeah. done for Surrey Chapel. That's a, a chance for us to give thanks and we'll say, well, actually we are starting, but let's, this well, is what where we, we're going What we to. might do is we might put this podcast out after the change. Right. Because then we can put a link Yes, in the podcast so people great. can see what you've done. So right. just come back to the design. That's in interesting because I think, let me just play and, and push back a little bit and yeah. sort of be the cautious conservative guardian. Yes. So, come and, so external designer, Yeah. you know, how is that? I can see I can see just about how changing the church name is, is a kind of a missional thing. Yes. How is design and visual identity important for a church? Isn't that just, you know, isn't that just a waste of money? No, it's, uh, man, it's it's so not a waste of money. Aesthetics. Why? Aesthetics Why? matter. Do they? Yes. Why do they matter? Um, well, particularly, I mean, we just, um, I mean, just look at your iPod. Or you're not your iPod. We don't have an iPod anymore, do you? Look at your iPhone. It's, um, our smartphones are things of beauty. They are not just practical tools. And other iPhones. Other, other phones are available. They are. But I guess, I guess the, the proliferation of smartphones and smartphones being things of beauty that you enjoy holding right. and enjoy, enjoy engaging with, it tells us something about our culture. And our culture, aesthetics matter. And I guess we really don't want to put people off the gospel before they actually hear it. And so one of the ways that they just, you know, the visual identity of the logo, of the font that we use, it just all helps people to go, okay, this is a place that is not out of touch, it's connected with the sort of world I'm in where I'm touching my lovely iPhone. I actually quite like the aesthetics of it. So I think aesthetics matter for our culture. It's obvious, it's all around us. And I, I mean, brand identity, that's an awful phrase because we're not, but we want people to know that we are the church that ran the thing in the park. Uh, we ran a, we ran a, ran a summer outreach. We had a tent and we were in the local park. We connect with loads of people in the community and we want, what the image they saw of our church there to be associated with the building they walked past. And so the logo, the aesthetics of that, you know, if they can see something distinctive and they go, oh, that's the church that There's was there. There's an immediate connection. There's, it's the yeah. connection. It's yeah. trying to connect up to get people through the door so they'll hear about Christ. Hmm. And uh, just tell us, uh, you, I just interrupted you. You were starting to say about what have you got planned for the church yes. in order to kind of mark this moment? Yeah. So just talk us through some of those plans. Well, I think there's there's two levels of what we want to do. So because we, we're aware that this is, it's an emotionally big moment for the church. Yeah. And so there's a sense of both mourning and rejoicing, <laughs> you know? So we want to celebrate and say, thank you, Lord, for what you've done through the church as the name of Surrey Chapel. But also we want to say the church is not the name, it's the people. We're still here, you know, that hasn't changed. And actually, we can say thank you, Lord, for that name. And Lord, please help use this new name as we seek to connect with the community uh, around us and the mission we have. So there's a sense we've got a, a soft opening for the church. But then our plan is in March to go hard publicly, to get some, do some events centrally in the church, to maybe go really hard with publicity, with local news and local press. 
and to have a weekend of events, maybe having flatables in the building. I don't know, but just, so we're trying to do it in two stages. One where we're gonna try and say to the community, look, we are here. And if you wanna hear about Christ, come, you know, this is the place to come. Um, but we want, before we do that, we want a sense for the church family to be able to go. So a hundred years of being in the FIC. Yes. Church is older than that though. When was the church formed? Uh, 1854. And so, can I say, Adrian, it started with the name, the Bazaar Chapel. The Bazaar? Yeah. And then, because it so, met near the Bazaar. Oh, okay. As in right. the market. Yeah. yeah, the market. And then the next name, you'll love this, was Ebenezer Chapel on Surrey Street. And then eventually became Surrey so Chapel. Chapel. So this will be the fourth name of the church. It, I mean, it, ironically, it is an Ebenezer moment. Right. Thus far, the Lord has helped us. Right. right? It is raising up the stone and saying, right. we want to mark the fact, um, even though it's changing our name. Actually, yeah. the Lord's been with us this far since 1854. Yeah. He's still with us. He's still doing great things. Yes. It's great to rejoice in that. It's, it's been great to talk to you, Andy, about church names. It might, it might seem so inconsequential, but actually all these things contribute, don't they? Mm. To, to how the church is viewed and seen and how people engage with the church. They're not insignificant. They're not the gospel, no. but they're not insignificant, are they? So no. thanks for sharing with us. Uh, and thank you for joining us on Independence, the FIC podcast. You can subscribe through all your normal channels. And if you like the podcast, please do like us as well. My name's Adrian Reynolds, the head of National Ministries and Andrew Reese. Thank you so much for joining us. Pleasure. Pleasure.